Welcome to Lead with Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Hello, hello and welcome to Lead With Less, the first episode of 2024. This is going to be a big one. This is going to be a big episode and I've taken notes. I've got my talking points here and I want to make sure that I do this episode justice because this is going to be all about how you will strategically plan your year for clarity, confidence and energy. This is going to be quite a full, full episode. So What I might do is also create a template that goes along with this episode so that you can download it and kind of really sit with each of the questions, sit with each of the prompts so that you can really think about how you want this year to play out, how you want this year year to feel, how you want it to look, how you want to experience it so that you can really bring that to life in a way that is aligned with you, how you want to experience and everything else. And I will, for those who... (laughs) might eventually watch the video episode of this you will see me looking down but that is me looking at my notes because I really want to make sure that this episode is really powerful for you so the first thing that I want to talk to is why strategic planning is really key for guiding your year now strategic planning or thinking really strategically helps you to know how you want things to look or how you want to experience things and then how you're going to make decisions that stay aligned with that One of the things that happens quite often is we kind of have lofty ideas or lofty goals that we're trying to work towards or even two big goals where we struggle to then know how we make decisions when we come faced with a situation or when we come faced with options. Well, what's actually going to drive how I make this decision? What's going to drive me moving closer to what I want to experience or what I want to feel. And that is why strategically planning or thinking really, really, really clearly and emotively about how you want to experience life, work, relationships, anything really yourself is really, really key in helping to make really empowered and aligned decisions. So once we have that kind of higher level, how we want things to look, how we want things to feel, we can then look at creating goals or actions that are going to help bring that to life. Now, one thing that I always do is I create from feeling first, because to experience something is to feel something. And when our goals are aligned with how we want to feel, how we want to experience something, we are far more likely to feel more emotionally connected to that goal. We're also far more likely to make decisions that help us bring that goal to life versus creating arbitrary goals or externally focused goals where 
we tend to lose connection with them. We can tend to lose the deeper why behind why we're trying to achieve this thing. Whereas if we focus on the three pillars that I'm going to talk about, we stay far more connected. And also there's room for flexibility, growth and development within that. We don't necessarily get too rigid and fixated. And that's the other thing I actually want to say. Thinking strategically isn't about getting fixated on things. It's about knowing where we want to go, knowing what it is that we want to create, and then our actions being clear underneath that, but also allowing the flexibility for those actions or goals to change and shift as they might need to. So let's just dive straight in. There's three pillars that I want to encourage you to think about when you're strategically planning or when you're thinking about writing out what your year is going to feel like, what it's going to look like. The first is emotion. So as I said, to experience something is to feel something. So getting really clear about what is our emotional state? How do we want our emotional state to feel? How do we want that to be across our year can help us to be more intentional with the decisions that we make, can be more intentional with the goals that we set, the actions we take, and everything that comes after that. It also helps to influence our mindset as well. So the clarity of emotions is about knowing how you really want to feel how you want to feel within yourself, how you want to feel within your life, and how you want to feel within your career. Those are the three elements that we're going to speak to today. It's also about getting clarity of how you don't want to feel, but you might from time to time. We can't bypass all undesired emotions. We can't say, I'm never going to feel those things because those feelings will come up because you're human. You're an emotional human being and those emotions may come up, but when we can be clear about what those undesired emotions are, we can then better recognize when they show up and then know what we're going to do when they do show up, if and when they do show up. So the first pillar is emotions. The second pillar is mindset. So what is the mindset that you're going to cultivate, create, and be intentional about as you move through this year to help create that emotional experience? Mindset is about how we perceive, assume, and make decisions about the world, what we believe, uh, you know, all of those things, the stories that we tell, that's where the mindset comes from. So the more intentional we can be about that to then help create the emotional experience that we want, the more empowered we will become. And then lastly, we're going to focus on action. So what are the actions that you are going to take to bring your emotions to life and to bring the mindset that you want to cultivate to life? Actions is what closes the loop of becoming your, like your most powerful self, to become your most empowered self. And this is why I call this my self-empowerment framework, emotions, mindset, action. When we use those three things together, those three elements together, you are clearer, you are more confident or at least courageous. You're leaning in, you're doing things that feel uncomfortable, that feel stretchy, and you are taking and you're, you're creating more energy because the more aligned we are with how we want to feel, the more energized we become because we're coming from a place that already feels full, that is empowering versus something that becomes draining. So let's dive into each of the sections. Now, I would encourage you to sit down, you know, if you're out walking or if you're listening to this on your drive, I would encourage you to Listen to this episode again with your notebook or your journal so that you can work through each of the prompts and really give it the time and space that it deserves. Put on some lovely music, 
get into a space that feels really comfortable so that you can get really intentional about how you're creating this time moving forward. And as again, as I say, I'll pop together a little template so that you can also use that as a guide as well. So the first question, how do I want to feel this year? Simple question, yet a very powerful question. How do I want to feel this year? Choose two to three words that captures how you want to feel. Knowing how you want to feel allows you to look for and search for things that help to cultivate that feeling. It helps you to make decisions that cultivate that feeling versus making decisions that move you away from that feeling. And the other reason why I focus on this frame of question of how do I want this year to feel is it puts you in control of your emotional state. So often we allow other people or things or conditions or everything external to us to dictate how we feel, to influence how we feel. And I'm not saying that those things aren't going to happen because they will. But what we also want to be mindful of is that we are in control of our emotional state. So the clearer we are about how we want to feel, the more empowered we can become around making decisions that cultivate those feelings. So how do I want to feel this year? And the second prompt, how do I want my life to feel this year? These might be the same words. These might be the similar, the, they might be similar words, but the reason why I broke these out into two questions because there is the self, right? There is you, how you want to feel, how you want to experience things. And then how do I want my life to feel? Maybe incorporating your partner, your children, your friends, your relationships, you know, it might incorporate more than only yourself. So how do I want my, how do I want my life to feel this year? So you might think, you know, oh, it would be amazing as a family if we were more spontaneous this year. You know, I'd love to feel more spontaneous in the things we do as a family or the way that we, you know, plan, you know, kind of sounds counterintuitive, right? I want to be more spontaneous. So I'm going to plan more. But, you know, when you've got a family, it is about planning. So, you know, you might just expand into your biggest circle thinking about this question. Again, as I say, they might be the same emotional words. So how do I want my life to feel this year? Really think on that. And then the third area is how do I want my work to feel this year? If you're listening to this podcast, you are likely a corporate professional wanting to build more clarity, confidence, and energy in your life. And one of the key ways to do that is actually getting really, really crystal clear about how we want to feel in our work. You know, so often we're conditioned to remove emotion from the workplace, to move to remove emotion from how we think about work. But actually, what we need to be considerate of is like actually that they play, they're really intertwined together. So how do I want my work to feel this year? To experience a better work situation, to experience a better working dynamic, to experience more fulfillment in your work or progression or recognition or achievement or success, whatever it is, it is about feeling connected emotionally to who you are at work and to what you do at work. So how do you want to feel? How do you want work to feel this year? You know, you might want work to feel energizing 
or expansive or uncomfortable because you're stretching or growing or supportive or uh, what's another one valued and then really think about it's like okay if that's how I want to feel is that what I'm feeling (laughs) is that what I'm feeling and start to audit right so how do you want work to feel this will also help to frame some of the way that you might be interacting at work. It might frame whether you need to make some different decisions about work. It might frame whether things aren't feeling that way and then what needs to change. Now, these three questions, these first three questions have been focused on the desired emotion. So how you want to feel within yourself, how you want to feel within your life and how you want to feel within your work. That's the powerful stuff. Clarity of how we want to feel is going to help us to create clarity of actions to cultivate those feelings. Now, I want to flip the script here with the next three questions, and we're going to focus a little bit on the undesired emotions. So I purposely don't say positive or negative, good or bad, because I don't believe that emotions are good or bad or positive or negative. They're emotions. Some might be emotions that we desire more of. Some might be emotions that we desire less of. And we'll each have our own reasons to which ones we want more and which ones we want less. But the less meaning we give them or the less labeling of good or bad, right or wrong, positive or negative, the more neutral those emotions can be, which means that the more that we can use them as information to then make better decisions or make more aligned decisions. So this next question is, how do I not want to feel this year, but I might from time to time? So you might not want to feel insecure. You might not want to feel anxious. You might not want to feel overwhelmed. You might not want to feel stuck. But you might feel those emotions from time to time. And the powerful thing here is is that if we can identify how we don't want to feel, we are more able to recognize when that feeling does come up. We can pinpoint it a lot clearer and a lot easier and a lot quicker. And we can then take action to move through that emotion and closer to what it is that we do want to feel. And we're going to talk about that in the action section. And then the second prompt, second question in this section is, how do I not want my life to feel, but it might from time to time? I'm kind of thinking about personal experience, like kind of thinking about myself and my life is, you know, how do I not want my life to feel this year? I don't want my life to feel complacent. I don't want my life to feel overwhelming and I don't want my life to feel disconnected. Those are the words that I would pick. I'm just like off the top of my head. I just thought it's like, oh, I'm definitely going to do this exercise. But I don't want my life to feel complacent, overwhelming and disconnected. And so now that I can know what those words are that I don't want to experience, I'll notice when they come up. And I, those, those emotions came up to me because I've been feeling a lot of that this year, just in the second year of parenthood. And it's just been a lot, (laughs) been a lot of learning. So there's, you know, now I'm coming into a space of time and energy where I can really look at what comes next for us and how I show up and how I do things. And again, that's why these, that's why thinking about things in this way can be really, really powerful. So how do I not want my life to feel, but I might from time to time? And how do I not want work to feel this year, but it might from time to time? So again, 
we can't always control how we might feel at work. We can't always control situations happening that might cause us to have a reaction of an emotion. Again, though, the clearer we can be about how we don't want to feel, the better able we can be to recognize it and move through it. So how do I not want work to feel this year, but it might from time to time? So some might be unsupported, uncomfortable, could be an undesired emotion as well, and alienated. You know, we might not want to feel those things at work. So what would we then do to move through them? Right. So just get really, really clear about how you don't want to work to feel this year, but it might from time to time. Okay. Those six questions are big questions. They sound simple. They are very deep. So give yourself the time and the space to really sit with them, to get really clear with them and really, really tune in to how you want to feel and don't want to feel this year so that you can take really aligned action. So the second pillar, mindset. So as I said, your mindset is your perception, your assumptions, your beliefs and views about yourself and the world around you. And so everything that you've just uncovered about how you want life to feel and how you don't want life to feel will naturally have its beliefs. You'll naturally have your thoughts, your stories, your beliefs underneath them. They'll they'll already be starting to come up. So say if you decided that you want to feel really courageous this year, your brain might immediately go, oh my gosh, but I can't do this. Like the last time I tried to be courageous, this happened. And so maybe I shouldn't do that because of blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, all these stories start playing out. That's your mindset coming into play. And again, if you've been listening to my episodes so far, you will know that I talk about this all the time. Like your mindset will run its own show unless you intentionally direct it in the way that you want it to go. So Now that you're clear about how you want to feel and how you don't want to feel, you now have the ability to audit what your mindset is doing. You have the ability to audit what your thoughts, your beliefs, and your stories are that are going through your mind. And you can ask yourself, are they supportive? Are they helpful? Is what I'm telling myself, is what I'm believing, is what I'm, you know, listening to, is what I'm catching on to, getting consumed with, getting involved with, are they things that are helping my mindset move me towards how I want to feel, moving me towards how I want to experience life in the world? Again, we don't want to label good or bad, right or wrong. Asking questions like, are they supportive? Are they helpful? It's far more empowering. It takes away the criticism and the judgment. If they are helpful and supportive, keep them. Note them down, highlight them so you can keep them front and center. Keep telling those stories. Keep telling those beliefs. Keep believing in them. If they're genuinely helping you to feel the way that you want to feel and they're moving you away from the way that you don't want to feel, keep them. If they're not, if they're stories, beliefs, ideas, thoughts that are not helping you, They're moving you further away from how you want to feel and they're moving you closer to the way that you don't want to feel. They're moving you into that undesired place. What do you need to shift or change them or let them go? What will it take? What needs to change to move them to more supportive thoughts? You might also ask yourself, what purpose are these serving? 
you know, our brain works in funny ways. It tells a lot of these unhelpful, unsupportive stories to keep us safe, to keep us safe from criticism or judgment or, you know, things like that, when actually it's also stopping us from growing and stopping us from evolving and expanding and stretching into the things that we want to do. And to shift them, what is a 1% better thought or belief that is closer to how you want to feel that you can now focus on? That's the shifting point. If you listen to my podcast episode on the Mindset Rewire, the three C's, Catch, Challenge, and Change, use that framework here. What's the thought that you're getting caught up in? Catch. How can I challenge? Like, is this helpful? Is this supportive? Is this helping me to feel the way that I want to feel? Challenge. And then change. What's a 1% better thought that I can think about or a better 1% better belief that I can choose to look into or believe or tell myself that's going to move me closer towards how I want to feel? Catch, challenge, change. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's a really powerful one and will help you tremendously over the year ahead. Now, focus here, as you're working through this mindset piece, focus here on your shifts being 1% different, 1% better. Because if you go too big, the brain will become overwhelmed. It'll feel like that change is way too big and it just won't do it. It'll be like, nope, I can't believe that. I can't do that. It's way too big. I'm just going to keep believing what I'm believing. So what's a 1% better thought or belief or story that I can tell myself that's going to help me move forward? So for example, if one of the things that I want to feel this year is more courageous, a belief that might come up is, but I'm not courageous. I haven't been doing the things that I've really wanted to do because I'm scared. An unhelpful belief, right? An unhelpful story. So what's a 1% better story I can tell myself? Well, I may not have always done the things that I've always wanted to do, but I have done this thing that I'm really proud of. I have done this thing that was courageous. And it's about recognizing the small things. Often when we think or we try and find evidence, we try and find the really big things. Like when have I done really big monumental things in my life or in my work or whatever it might be. But it's actually the small things that create the, the big monumental things. So, you know, for instance, I might be too scared to pitch myself to be a keynote speaker at a conference but I've been courageous enough to release a podcast episode every week. That doesn't feel so scary anymore, but before I did it, it was hugely scary. It took a lot of courage to create the podcast and release it. And so I have evidence that I did that courageous thing, which means that I have done courageous things before. So I might not quite believe that I'm quite at that necessarily keynote. I'm just using this as an example at that keynote level, but I have evidence that I've taken courageous steps already. So that's a 1% better. So work through that for each of the mindset story that comes up. And you might just focus on two or three to start with. The two or three that kind of hold you back the most, focus on those and then use the catch, challenge and change method to create a 1% better thought, belief or story to help you move closer to how you want to feel. Again, the reason why we focus on this specifically in this framework is because the more, the clearer we can be about what's going to come up in our mind when we're wanting to move towards how we want to experience things and how we want to feel about things, the more prepared we can be when those stories, beliefs, or thoughts come up. Because when they do, you can be like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. I knew the story might 
pop up, this is the story I'm going to tell myself instead. This is what I'm going to do with that instead. That's why we do this. Because the more clarity we can create, the more action we can take. The less likely we are to get stuck and ruminate and spiral and, get, and have the brain go out of control. And the more that we can shift into things being more powerful. Okay, now we're coming into the third piece of the framework, action. Nothing changes if nothing changes. The key aspect that we need to focus on is in order for our emotions to shift, in order for our mindset to shift, we need to take action and create the shift. Now, something that I talk about a lot, which James Clear and Atomic Habits talks about, is small steps. Small steps is what creates the change. We want to think about small and consistent before we think about big and irregular. <laughs> you know, so many people say like, oh, three minutes of meditation doesn't do anything. And it's like, well, three min minutes of meditation every single day because it's small enough that you'll do it is far more powerful than one 20-minute meditation you did once a month. That one 20-minute meditation may have moved you through that day better, but the effects of that may not last long-term. But when you do it three minutes a day every single day, because you are able to maintain that consistency, it compounds to having a bigger, bigger impact. So that's what we're focusing on here. We're not focusing on revamping your whole life. We're focusing on creating more and more pockets of how you want to feel and better mindset day to day. If you started this podcast, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to like create this revolution, you know, create these amazing resolutions and I'm going to change my whole life. It's not what we're doing. We will be changing your life over the space of time through small and consistent change because that is how you're going to change your life. We are looking to create more and more small pockets of change that you can consistently maintain that will compound to everything feeling far more joyful, content, amazing. That's what we're working towards. So I'm going to share five questions that's going to help you create small and consistent action steps to make a change of everything that you've worked on so far, that you've uncovered so far. What is one small two-minute action I will take to create more of how I want to feel every single day? What is one small two-minute action I will take to create more of how I want to feel every day? If one of your emotions that you chose was, I want to feel more courageous, what is one two-minute action you will take every day to feel more courageous? Again, courage isn't the big things. Courage is the tiny things. What is a two-minute action? The reason I'm focusing on two minutes is because it'll take you more than two minutes to talk yourself out of doing the two minutes, which means that you could have just done the two minutes. These are going to sound a little bit repetitive <laughs> because they are. Question two, what is one small two-minute action I will take to create more of how I want to feel in my life every day? So for an example, for me, one of the things that I said is I, I don't, like I want to feel uh, 
actually, I shared the undesired emotions and I, well, I want to feel more spontaneous. Like I want our life as a family to feel a little bit more spontaneous. And that can feel really challenging when you've got a child and you have to plan everything. So what I want to do is how can I create more moments of spontaneity day to day? And that might be, you know, taking dinner to the park. It might be going to a different park to play. It might be, you know, experiencing a new game with Jake or something like that. So how can I create small pockets of spontaneity, even just in a two-minute action? could just be a dance party that I do with Jake. Again, we think about, we think of like these big things like, oh, spontaneity is like booking an overseas trip. It's like, "Mm, yes, that's cool. But that's not always reasonable or realistic. But actually, what's a tiny two-minute action I can take to make life feel a little bit more spontaneous in this moment? And what is one small two-minute action I will take to create more of how I want to feel in my work? So if I want to feel more supported in my work, how am I showing up and being supportive of the people around me? What's a two-minute action I can take to create some support? around me or to be supportive to someone else so those are your two minute actions to help you create more of how you want to feel now what's really key here is often a lot of people wait for things to happen in order to feel the way that they want to feel and they don't take that power into their own hands to go actually I'm going to create that feeling for myself I'm going to create more of that for myself because that's what I want to experience That's what this is about. This is about you creating more of what you want to feel, not waiting for it to happen around you. And you have the power to do that. Now, these next three questions is, they're not necessarily active actions that you need to do every day. However, they are agreements that you're making with yourself for when you experience your undesired emotions, this is what you're going to do when they show up. If and when they show up, this is what you're going to do. So what will I do when I notice that I'm experiencing my undesired emotion come up within myself? What will I do when I experience an undesired emotion come up within myself to help me shift towards my desired emotion? The key here is you're already deciding what you're going to do so that when it happens, when this emotion comes up, you don't then have to think about what you're going to do. It's already decided. You already know what you're going to do. So all you need to do is do it. Often we spend so much time trying to decide and energy deciding that we end up just not doing anything. The decision's already made. You know what you're going to do. That's what this is about. What am I going to do when I notice my undesired emotion show up within myself to help me move towards how I want to feel. And then think about the second question. What will I do when I notice the undesired emotion that I don't want to experience in my life to help me move towards the desired emotion of how I, my, of how I want my life to feel? Think about that. So when I notice that we're getting a little bit complacent or things are starting to feel a little bit complacent, you know, in day-to-day life, what am I going to do to act in a way that shifts me closer towards being more spontaneous? And this isn't about what's Kyle going to do or what's Jake going to do. No, what am I going to do to create more of the the spontaneous feeling that I want to experience day-to-day? 
And then the same question, but for work. What will I do when I notice that I'm feeling my undesired emotions at work so that I can start to feel more of my desired emotions? What action are you going to take when you are starting to feel disconnected at work so that you can start to feel included or involved or valued or seen or validated or heard at work? What are you going to do to move through your undesired emotion and closer towards your desired emotion? What action will you take? Keep these small. We are focusing on small and consistent over anything else. Again, if we try to do really, really big things, the brain is going to shut down. The brain's not going to want to do it because it's going to feel too hard. The smaller the action, the easier it is for the brain to comply. The easier it is for the brain to do the thing and to start creating the change. That's what we're focusing on. So go back, listen to those questions, take the time, sit with them. I promise you that the clearer you are about the answers in these three sections around your emotions, your mindset, and your actions, the more incredible the shifts will be in your life. I honestly promise you that. But it takes the intention to create that, to commit to it, to write it down, to say it, which means that you're then going to move through it. It means that you're then going to do it. You're going to follow through and you're going to choose yourself moment to moment to moment. And this is your strategy. This is what you will put at this front of your journal, put on your desktop wallpaper, your laptop wallpaper, put it on the wall by your desk, put it somewhere where you can see it. And you will go, this is how I want to feel today. This is how I'm going to show up today. And this is how I'm going to take action to make that happen. All those decisions are made for you. They're already done. All you need to do is follow through. And that is going to save you so much energy. Now, I will say that by doing this at the beginning of the year doesn't mean that you're stuck in it forever. It's not set in stone. You are more than welcome to change the emotions that you want to experience. You're more than welcome to change how you want to feel because that might shift or change depending on things that you might go through, you know, chapters ending, new chapters beginning, all of those things. There's flexibility here, but the clearer you are, the more powerful this will be. And what I want to do is just finish off with some mindset reminders. If you are a regular listener, you know that this is something that I do. So three mindset reminders I wanted to share with you to help support the strategic plan for your year. The first one is act as if you are already the person who can do these things. You're already the person who can feel these emotions, who can have this 1% better mindset, who can take these actions. You're already that person. Show up and act as if that is true right now. So often we're waiting for evidence or more proof or more things to happen in order to go, yes, I am that person, but it, it, you already are. James Clear says, decide who you're going to be and prove it to yourself in small steps. Prove it to yourself for small wins. That's what we're doing. You are already this person. You are deciding to be this person. You are deciding to experience these emotions. You are deciding to shift these mindsets and you're deciding to take these actions. Do it. The second mindset reminder is if you fall off the bandwagon, pretend that you didn't and keep going. 
I got this one from Sam Laura Brown. She's the creator of the Perfectionist Get Shit Done program. And I just love the sentiment of this. If you fall off the bandwagon, pretend that you didn't and just keep going. Don't get into perfectionism thinking of, oh, I failed. I'll wait till Monday. Or, oh, I failed. It all got, it's all gone to hell. Nothing matters. No, just keep going. Just pretend you didn't fall off the wagon and just keep going. Pretend you didn't just go into a spiral into all these undesired emotions and decide to shift back into your desired emotions and keep going. Just decide to keep going. It doesn't mean anything more than that. And then the third one. I've said this numerous times already, but every small action compounds to become the big action. Focus on the one, two, three-minute actions and how they will compound and create shifts in your life. Don't put too much emphasis on the really big things because it's the small things that become the big things. Okay, I'm going to leave that there because otherwise this is going to become a really, really, really big solo episode. So I really, really hope that this episode, this guide has given you a really powerful framework to set up your year in a way that feels really empowering, that feels really grounded, that feels really focused on what you want to experience, not what you think you should be doing or all of these arbitrary goals or things that you think you should or shouldn't or blah, 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 blah. Ground in yourself, ground in your life, ground in your work, ground in who you want to be, how you want to feel, how you want to experience life and create from that place. So I promise you, the more that you do that, the more empowered your life will feel. And this is actually something that I'm going to be focusing on in a new program that I'm created, creating for established professionals is how to expand and excel without the sacrifice and overwhelm so that you can live a full life while having a great career. So if you're interested to know more about that as well, I'll put the interest list, the link to the interest list in the show notes, and there'll be some, there'll be information coming out over the next couple of months about that. So if you do want to know more about that, then just head down into the show notes and sign up and you will learn more. So I hope that this episode serves you well get the template, work through it, and let me know. Let me know what you create for yourself. Let me know what you commit to. And I look forward to hearing how your 2024 starts to play out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, Tash Peterson. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible.